Hello, this is Alex from the Friends and Flayers podcast. Today I want to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is legitimately the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need to record, edit, and distribute your podcast all in one place. Best of all, it's free. That's right. You're not going to spend a single gold piece, or if you prefer, a dollar, if you're lame, on Anchor. Um, They even distribute to other platforms like Spotify, iTunes, and Google. You easily make money from your podcast. No minimum listeners required. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Friends and Flayers podcast, a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons for fun. Uh, Joel, this is my new announcer voice, guys. Uh, Joel, can you give, please give us a, a readout of what happened last time? Uh, certainly. Chapter 1, Dearly Departed. Our story begins around a campfire. The party is sitting next to a campfire, fire, a horse, Nellie, and the cart of Talbot Turner, a doctor of all ailments, A-L-E, and brewmaster. He doesn't trust the horseless carriages from Neptune. We introduced our characters, uh, Orlando Nash, Flan, Gorham, Aldrin, and Marhalt. Uh, I'm not going to go into the descriptions again. After some time, we realized Talbot has been missing. Uh, close to two hours. Aldrin finds his footsteps, and we head in the direction towards the tree line. Talbert is an older human, around 60, gray hair, in a horseshoe shape, and bald on top. We find him hunched over a deer carcass. He hired us for a caravan guard, and we've been traveling for three days towards a liberation festival, with another week's travel in front of us. The deer looks to be in good health, but it's still dead. Uh, the neck was snapped, and it fell from a great distance. Gorham grabs the deer, and head, we head back to camp. Uh, Real quick, did you just say it looked like it was in good health, except for the fact that it looked like it but had still fallen? Died. Oh, okay. I thought you said that it looked like it was in good health, except for the fact that it looked like it fell from a great distance and snapped it back. I just wanted to clarify that. No, the deer looks to be in good health, but it has still died. The neck was snapped, and it looked like it fell from a great distance. I gotta say, it doesn't look anywhere. <laughs> Talbot prepares the deer for dinner, and then we all take watch. Uh, Gorham and Flan go to get water. Flan wanted to talk to his patron, but Gorham followed. We break down the camp, jump on the cart, and head out. Cart has a heavy smell of barley beer and yeast. Flan squeezes a crayfish into a bucket of water, looks into it, gets upset, and dumps the bucket out of the back of the cart. <clears throat> Down the road, we see a trader in purple robes, the colors of a Moldeer trading company from the country of Moldeer. His carriage is broken down and smoking in the middle of the road. He has a collection of shamblemen. He got them for free, trying to sell them for the Burktown Festival. The effigies are in the figures of goblins, oversized heads, small body, green skin, pointy ears, and teeth. Orlando, minor, illusions a badge to deceive the trader to look at the cart, and Marhalt inspects the effigies for the fireworks hidden inside. Marhalt finds a bag of black powder in the back of the trader's cart, 
Uh, oh, he he got it from a human man north of Crater Lake. Uh, Gorham tries to inti- intimidate Callum Cartwright, the traitor, by squeezing his hand and fails. Flan buys three for a gold piece. Callum hitches a rise, ride with us to a farm to help get his cart fixed. Flan sets the effigies with Elder's Blast. They explode, but not much happens. Callum says no returns and points to his cart. We pile into Talbot's cart and head off to a farm. And that's the end of chapter one, part one. Thank you so much for that. Do you guys have any questions on what happened last time? I think it was pretty cut and dry. Yeah, I feel like the quick recap is that we stumbled upon a humble merchant and then proceeded to just totally nuke his entire supply of goblin effigies. <laughs> he still probably has like close to like 200 of them on his cart. You guys, I mean, um, they're goblins. Are these yeah. really small effigies or is this a massive cart? It, it was like the reason why the it broke down is because it was like, but like too much shit was on his cart. Just too many effigies. Yeah, too many effigies. Um, so yeah, you guys uh, are en route to a close farm. Um, yeah, you guys basically terrorized a, a door-to-door salesman. Classic Gorham terrorized no one. <laughs> he just tried to intimidate him and failed miserably. Well, I'm pretty sure the definition of terrorism is using threats of violence, which I feel like intimidation could be a threat of violence. But that's neither here nor there. A handshake is terrorism. We're counting handshakes <laughs> as terrorism now. Is that what you're That's what the libtards think. <laughs> You said you wanted to crush his hand. Yeah, I think that is a little bit... Yeah, like a strong grip, not literally bust every bone in his hand. Come on! I guess if it's a strong grip, then that's just you having a strong grip. I thought you were going for the old, like, ramshackle his whole hand. I should have broke your thumbs! (laughs) Suddenly, Jerry Kennedy. All right. um, You guys travel first further down the road on the side of the road you see an archway over a driveway um it's leading to a decent sized farmstead the archway reads oat light farms posted next to the archway is a sign that says caravans welcome on both sides of the driveway you see those effigies just like callum has loaded down on his cart uh, they're posted about every 10 feet going down the 80 foot driveway Wheat uh, fields flank the right side of the driveway as far as you can see. The left side is fenced in, and it looks to be a pasture for some animals. Um, Callum kind of like quirks his uh, mouth into a smile and says, I made a tiny sum from the Oatlight family. Uh, and uh, you continue on. Uh, the Oatlight farmstead uh, consists of a large house made of brick and wood, an even larger barn. Uh, made out of uh, wood painted red. Um, as Talbot pulls his uh, pulls into the farm, um, you notice a few other carts sitting in a grassy area, both pulled by driver's stones, just like Callum's. Um, some distance away, you see some woods, um, and then you also see a stone tower peeking out of the trees. Um, you see a half-orc half girl come running out of the farmhouse, uh, green, uh, green skinned and smiling. 
she waves at all of you. Um, she's followed by a human woman. Um, her dark hair is pulled up in a tight bun. She smiles and waves at you as well. Um, Orlando, make a perception check for me. Can do. With a plus four to perception. 24. Not 20, baby. Oh, oh damn. Scrolled all the way up, man. There we are. Um, yeah, definitely. Orlando, um, you pause as you see a familiar sort of cart. The markings of this, uh, on the side denote they're from your homeland. It appears you're not the only plune at the Oatlight Farms. Hmm. Um, the little girl runs up to the, the side of the cart, and her eyes are wide. She's staring at the horse and goes, oh, A horse? Oh. Uh, in her hands, you see her uh, grasping a book. Um, she's holding onto it tight. Um, she's basically in like the, the, the normal like prairie farm girl dress, um, pigtails, her tusks shoot out of her mouth. Um, but she, she's in awe of the horse currently. Um, I would like to jump down and, uh, talk to the little girl and say, what if I told you? It's not just an ordinary horse, and I would like to minor illusion a a, a horn, making the horse look like a unicorn. Um, her and smile. Then... Okay, go ahead. Oh no! Is it what? A... Uh, her her smile fades, and she goes, "I'm not stupid. I know it's a normal horse. We don't see many horses anymore since the driver stones were invented." And she kind of glares at you, Orlando. <laughs> Uh, fair enough. And I just walk past her. Looks like your um, politics don't work on this one. <laughs> um, the mother comes up and she pats the girl on the head. She goes, I'm, I'm sorry about that. She's a bright one and <laughs> she's more trouble than she's worth sometimes. And she kind of like gives a motherly uh, glare at the little girl. I can't fault her for being too smart. Uh, Though it burst my ego. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I am Becca, and this is Tara uh, Oatlight. Um, we're the the owners of this uh, fine farm. Uh, what brings you here today? Uh, myself specifically, um, I am on my way to perform at the festival, and I uh, gesture to my harp that is in my in my little handy dandy knapsack, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Uh, I've got this band of, uh, and I sort of lean in and I say, I'm going to be honest, they're kind of buffoons, and then pull away. And uh, yeah, we are on our way to the festival, all of us. Uh, you see Tara take, take you all in. Um, when she sees uh, Marhart, she, uh, wait, that's your name, right? Mar- Marhalt, sorry. She, uh, she sees Marhalt, her eyes go wide. And she looks down at her book and looks back up at you, looks down at the book, looks back at you. Um, hi, <laughs> I'm Tara. And she, she tries to reach her hand up to, to shake yours, even though she's on the ground and you're on the cart. Um, I'll get down and shake her hand. Uh, I actually get on a knee and and kiss it. Good afternoon, my lady. She blushes. I'm just going to roll my eyes. <laughs> uh, um what is your name <laughs> my name is marholt 
like her green skin turns pale white and her mouth turns into uh, a, an oval as like her, and her like jaw just gets slackened where she's just like oh m- m- like the book which book she tur- turns the book and um shows you the cover um it's 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 the newest edition of Marhalt's adventures <sighs> And she like flips open and finds an illustration and uh, shows it to you. It's a oh, a, a man riding a horse him. with a with a lance, and it looks particularly like you. I'm gonna lean over to Gorm and say, "Are these some strange mating rituals in your country?" <laughs> Don't look at me, mate. I got nothing to do with this. The, uh, the, the little girl is just like in awe of you. Um, you notice that Becca starts talking to Talbot and the merchant Callum, um, and it seems like they're arranging, um, your stay at the farm for the night and, uh, possibly, um, things getting set up for, um, Callum's cart to be fixed at the farm. I'm going to thumb through the book if she'll let me. Sure. She, she gives it to you, like, like, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, it is your book. And she kind of looks like, smiles with like a, like a shy, shy smile. So uh, at this point, I'm going to take off my helmet mm-hmm. and reveal that I actually have, my hair is on the left side, it's salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. And on the right side, it's black. And it does match the picture in the book. She like as soon as you take her your helmet off, she like her eyes grow grow even wider, and she goes, oh, oh, "I've never met a celebrity before." Well, I can't say that I know what these books are about. I uh, I don't have much re- recollection of except for the last three weeks. She's um, dumb. Do I overhear any of this? Unless uh, Marholt is uh, speaking low, the girl is not. She's dumbfounded. Like she's, yeah. she's like fanning herself. <laughs> like, you know, like a little girl meeting a boy band member. Like that. That's the level of uh, I was say, it, excitement. It seems she like Marholt is like a teenage heartthrob. He's and, a Jonas uh, brother. Yes, nice. he is the Jonas brother of this world. Um, seeing the similar, uh, I would like to look as well and seeing the similarity between the two, like. Huh. And then I start unloading my stuff out of the back of the out of the carriage. Sure. And then um, Gorham's just like, "Look, Reg, we've got our celebrity in our midst." I would like to mutter to myself, oh, "Can't be that popular." <laughs> <laughs> um, you actually have now that like things are getting connected. You do remember reading as a child, um, the adventures of uh, Marhalt. Um, it wasn't your kind of adventures because it wasn't really swashbuckling. It was more of like a um, a primer for like children to act courteous and stuff, which you don't really think you were about. <laughs> is, this like a, a... is this like a goofus and gallant type situation? Marhalt and Mongoloid or something? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's pretty cool. Um, I, yeah. Well, I'm going to 
give her the book back. Uh, she she takes a... it from you. Uh, um, c- could you sign it? Um, she turns around and runs in the house. I'll be right back. I- I'll get a-, a pen. I just kind of turn around. I look as bewildered as the rest of the guys. I, I have no idea what's going on. What are you talking about? Your face is on that book. I don't know how. Well, I mean, obviously, somebody made a print of your face and then put it on the book. That's but how they do that. The the character in that book is a young lad. I I, I don't have any recollection. I to tell you the truth, I don't remember anything uh, from before three weeks ago. Do you want to ask her if she has perhaps the first few books and maybe you could read about what you, where you, you know. The Past Adventures of Morholt. What if it's not really about me? What if it's just a coincidence? Um, I gotta tell you. After all of the things I've seen in this world, I don't believe in coincidence. This is more than your average coinky-dink. Mm. Oh. Well. Go ahead. Do you guys want to do anything? or? Um... I'm going to help unload. I'm going to just... I'm going to try to avoid as much as possible and just help unload. Sure. Um, can everyone roll a perception check for me? Or whoever wants to roll. Zach with that magic numbers. Let's see perception. Fourteen. Tony, you're you're, you're too flabbergasted. Yeah. Uh, Zach (laughs) got a seventeen. Joel a fourteen. Tony a six, and Sponge with a gentleman seven. Um. (laughs) Yeah. uh, uh, Tony and Sponge, Morholt and. Uh, Aldrin are too busy doing their tasks, unloading their goods from the, um, or their, their belongings from the cart. Um, but, uh, Orlando, you hear the sweet sound of music floating on the air. You hear, um, people singing and a, a, a voice that sounds super familiar catches your ear and you're drawn towards the second cart, mm. the one from Plume. Or from Planetaria. What, what, what's the exact name again? Planetaria. Planetaria? All right, I thought so. Uh, you, you, the cart from Planetaria catches your ear, and you kind of, like, almost um, cartoonishly was, get pulled towards it. Can I um, pull out, like, do I know the song that they're playing? Yeah, yeah, it's... it's. Um, can well, I, I would like to play along with it as I approach the cart. Oh, definitely. Um, you hear the music playing and you start getting pulled uh one way um joel you hear something completely different um reggie and uh gorham gorham uh hear a conversation um happening before the first cart um you look over and you see a uh, orcish man uh talking to a human wearing armor um what you hear him talk them talking about is um the, the the orc who you assume is the father of Tara, the young girl, um, complaining to the guard that something's been killing his sheep at night. 
um, and they've been going missing. And he was hoping maybe the guard would be able to help him track this beast down and kill it. Um, but the guard's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not a hunter. I'm a, I'm a caravan guard. I, I don't hunt. I just s- simply guard. I kill bandits. I don't kill monsters. Well, Gorm, what's that? Hey, Reggie, you want to go see about hunting things? All right, let's go. And we jaunt over. Um, go ahead and roll a d20 for me, uh, Zach and Joel. We'll see whose uh, scene gets. Um, Gentleman's 10. Oh! Oh, All lady right. like six. Joel, do you want to go first or second? You know, I'm really interested in this planetoria thing. Let's let's go with Zach first. All right. Typical. Is anyone accompany uh, Zach as he walks towards the the cart full of musicians? Sure, anything to get away from this weird book thing. <laughs> um. Marholt and uh, Orlando make their way towards the music. Um, Orlando catches his uh, catches the, his entrance um, with a flourish. Uh, go and roll a performance check for me. I was going to say, I would like to rip out a gnarly harp solo, and that is a 23 for performance. Jesus. You do, in fact. Um, basically, like it's a simple tune. It's kind of like a drinking song uh, from Fluent's area. Um, mm-hmm. but like, there's a lot of room to improvise. Um, a lot of the music from Planetaria is very, um, simple, but like you can make flourishes and make it sound good. Uh, to a layman, it, um, seems easy to play. Um, but like, it's hard to master kind of music. So you come in strumming on it's the a harp. Polka. <laughs> no, oh, no. How dare you? <laughs> how it's dare you attack my culture by calling it a polka? you start playing uh, very quickly notes dancing on your harp um, as you walk into the uh, a half circle of performers there's uh, four of them um, three men and one woman uh, the woman catches your eye um, you, you feel like you've, you know her from somewhere roll a wisdom check for me or intelligence whichever is higher for you all right, I'll be honest with you. None of those are quite good for me. <laughs> uh, that is a 19, though. Whew! We're throwing rocks tonight, boys. Um, you know her as Tessa. Um, a memory okay. flashes in your, your head um, of you peering into a keyhole, seeing um, a woman converse with something you don't know about. Running down the hall, you see a black-haired, dark-featured woman, uh, a student like just like yourself, in the hallway. You think it's Tessa. She was, she was post keyhole viewing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she's she stands there as she looks at you. Roll an insight check. Whew. All right. Twenty-one. To a normal person, um, she probably didn't seem like she. Uh, she just overlooked you like a normal 
like you're just a piece of the scenery but like um the way you know know how to like mask your emotions and stuff from your years of training um Mm -hmm. you know that she was surprised and startled to see you um she continues the song um but it ends a little bit sooner than it normally does um she she looks to you ah orlando is that your name it is tessa it's been quite some time uh, she t- is, she, strides over. Uh, is she like older than me, or is she the same age? Uh, very similar age. She's just like okay. a couple years older than you, a little further along in the academy in which you uh, studied. She walks up to you and puts most her hand were. out. I'm sorry. As most were. <laughs> yeah. She she puts her hand out uh, uh, to sh- shake your hand. Uh, I put my mini harp away and uh, shake her hand. Uh, she grabs her hand and pulls you close. Let's oh, talk, this is let's, sexy. Let's talk in private. Um, she, uh, I would. Li- I was gonna say, can I minor illusion um, a sound in the ear opposite of where I am that says, mm-hmm. "Sounds good. Let me know when." Sure. She she nods Just... to you, and um, uh, maybe we'll uh, catch up after dinner time when the sun has. Uh, fallen a little bit um it's midday right now you guys didn't get much traveling done um talbot decided he wanted to sleep inside a farmhouse rather than in his uh bedroll so he he said "Ah, we'll stop here for the night the the festival can wait it's we're ways off so um we can we can waste a day here um but yeah the tessa and the 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 band of uh uh, Planetarians uh, decide to start up another song. Um, they start playing very um, quietly this time. Um, but she keep she looks at you and then looks at Marholt and um, she she smiles sweetly. Um, do I know this song? Yeah. Then I would like to uh, join in. Sure. Go ahead and roll another performance check for me. Eighteen. All right. Yeah, you join the song and uh, you play very well. Um, the song keeps uh, keeps up at a fr- uh, quick pace and keeps on getting faster and faster. It's kind of a um, a song your people use to test other musicians to see if they're good or not. But with this, ah, so it's like Ed Sheeran in Yesterday. I did not watch anyway, Yesterday. Uh, consider yourself lucky. Uh, it's a jazz concert. Oh. Yesterday? <laughs> no. The, the, this, what's happening between oh. Tessa and Orlando? It's a jazz concert. One person plays what? and the other one tries to show the other one up. Yeah, it, it, it's basically they're having a pissing contest. Um, the best way to describe it. We're going to like back. to tell her when oh. it comes to playing the harp, I have the fastest fingers in the South. <laughs> oh, she, she nods her head and goes, mm, I bet, and smiles. <laughs> Um, <laughs> now, I would have to uh, brownie face and the um, the orc and the guard. I, I like I said, I I don't I don't hunt. I simply guard. I do. I fight bandits. I don't fight monsters. Well, I need some help with a monster. Do you, can you point me in the right direction? How far is uh, Gorham at this point from this conversation? As close as you want to be. Okay, I I just want to be like, 
Hey, hey, I, I hunt. I like hunting and killing. <laughs> you can hire me. Me and Reggie will <laughs> take care of your monster. The orc looks over at you. Um, the guard looks a little like, what the fuck? Why would you interrupt this conversation? But the orc goes, oh, good. I was looking for a monster hunter. It seems that you, your half-orc brashness with his need met perfectly, and you guys are just in sync. Yeah, I, I definitely need a monster hunter. Well, you've you've come to the right place. Or maybe I should say, me and Reggie have come to the right place. Oh, I, I, I definitely need, I need some help. Um, do you need specifics, or can I just point you in a direction? I mean, I'd like a little bit of, of, uh, what you call, recon info. Um, he, he sits and thinks and goes, um, every night the last three weeks, um, one of my sheep has been missing. Um, a couple of them have been dropping dead, too. So just, like, their necks are broken or something. And, uh, well, I know something's trying to pick them up and carry them, but I don't know what. My daughter thinks it's a griffin, but griffins don't live this far south. They're more of the mountains. Alright, alright. He, he scratches his head and um, he goes, and My daughter also says that uh, she could make a make a, um, a, a, a some sort of trap to catch the griffin. But, um, well, there's the other problem. She needs fish for it. Griffins love fish for some reason, but our local um, watering hole is said to be haunted, and I'm not, uh, I lack courage. I'm an orc, but I'm a farmer. That makes any sense to you. It does. It does indeed, good sir. What's your name? Oh, the name's Tusk. I used to be Tusks, but one of them fell out. Makes sense. All the sense in the world, right, Reg? All right. So, a couple questions, really. Sure. When do your uh, sheep fall dead? Is it like during the day, at night? No. When I, do you? I find them see in the morning, dead. So it happens at night. All right. All right. Yeah, we we've been trying to keep them inside the the pens at night, but. Uh, uh, so sometimes the flock's so big, it's it's hard to keep them all rambled up. And there are no other footprints inside your pens. I mean, you can check that it out yourself, like but I, I'm, like I said, I'm a farmer. I don't do much of the adventuring. I feel like if you're a farmer, you still should be able to tell odd footprints from sheep prints. He looks at you and goes, hmm. Did I mention I'm an idiot? <laughs> you did just now. <laughs> yeah. My daughter is full of brains, so is my wife, but I'm just a simple simple farmer. I deal more with the, the wheat than the sheep. My my wife's the, the animal herder. I'm I'm more of a manual labor kind of man. I understand. Nothing wrong with the good yeah, elbow grease to earn your keep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking well, of um, earning your keep, I'm I'm willing to pay. I have a, a small sum of money I'm able to 
pay out. I mean, I'm losing sheep left and right, so being able to recoup some of that and not be losing all of them at once, I could probably spare 25 gold pieces. That sounds like a... Wait, what's that, Reg? What? No, of course we're not going to try and take any more money from him. He's already been nice enough. 25 sounds good to me, sir. He um puts his hand out. He spits in it and goes to shake your hand. <laughs> and I clasp it. Oh, it's good, fine. It's nice to finally meet someone that has sensibilities like my own. Yes. Uh, good etiquette all around, I think. Mm-hmm. The right. the guard looks at both of you and goes, All right, yeah, it seems like you've uh, been taken care of. I'm going to wash the, watch the squash. And he looks down at the ground. Puny human. I'm assuming I'm still unloading the cart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, I was going to ask, is any, was anybody with me for that? <laughs> <coughs> I didn't notice anything going on. So no one informed me of anything, so I assume I'm unloading the car. Sure. <laughs> Diligent worker. Yeah, you very, unloaded. Very um, Talbot came up to you while you were uh, getting your stuff and asked if you could uh, pull down a barrel of mead. Um, he decided to barter with the woman and traded a barrel of mead for um, room and board for tonight for all of you. Okay. Very cool. All right. What y'all's doing... What I want to do first is find the sheep pen and try and see if I can find any other tracks that don't seem to make sense. Okay. Does anyone have anything counter to that? I get tired of the music and go back to the cart. Okay. I would like to stand around the cart and complain that nobody helps me with anything. <laughs> Sponge um, is the uh, uh, Uldren is the, the work, workhorse of the group. Everyone else is a layabout. I have put my helmet back on at this point. And uh, um, I've gone ahead and put like a bandana over my face, like mouth and nose too. <laughs> that was just weird. So uh, until I figure out what's going now. on. Yeah, I'm trying to be. Uh, uh, I would like to... How late in the night is it? It's like midday. Oh, midday. Never mind then. Uh, I guess I'll just keep playing music with the uh, the cart. Sure. Yeah. I'll practice my sword a little bit. All right. Is anyone wanting to go with Joel to the uh, pasture? Does he tell anybody? Yeah, that's the question I have. All right. Okay. So before I, I, I run off... I uh, go over because I see two people standing around a cart <laughs> and one playing in the band. <laughs> and I, I run over and I'm like, guys, I just got offered 25 gold pieces to find and kill a monster that's taking this guy's sheep. Who's with me? Flan? Flan, you want to come? No, I do not want to go. I'm, I have to talk to my my pay the person I, I have to I have to make a collect call. Does anyone have any change? You see uh, Flan walk Not over to the back you. of the cart, the cart, 
grab a bucket Back of water. Cult, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about cults. Freudian slip there. Yeah. Um, you say sheep are being attacked? Yes. Yes. There's I, some creature that appears to be trying to carry off the sheep, but their necks keep getting broken. Kind of like that deer we found, eh? So I figured, why not take a look about? He said he's going to pay us 25 gold pieces. Yeah, let's do that. Is that um, 25 gold pieces each, or...? In total, greedy man. In and total. I, say, I say, Aldrin, uh, you seem awfully defensive of the sheep. Well, yeah, all animals should be protected. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I give Aldrin a high five, should he be willing to receive it. And, uh... <laughs> I see him raise his hand and I wave. <laughs> um, I am willing yeah. to go with you. I'll go with you. Sweet. Only right. if I can play my harp the entire way there. I mean... You're yeah, on a hunting trip, but yeah, I'll play it very quietly. Reggie, Reggie doesn't like that idea. Uh, uh, I'm gonna play the silence. Might want me silence. to snap it if it's too much. You're more than welcome to try, Mister. 